Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Cash Radio. Today, I am here with Shelby, who is a Texas State alumni. Hello. All right. Today, we are going to kind of dive in about the transition from being a college student to a professional with a full-time job. Um, Okay, so Shelby, when did you graduate college and what degree did you earn? So I graduated in the spring of 2022 and my major was health information management. I graduated with a bachelor's of science in health information management. Okay, and during college or after college, did you have an internship at all? And if so, like what was internship and what did you do there? Yeah, so I had to have an internship to graduate and so I did that. I think it was only for like a month. I started January 1st and it ended around like February 4th or something just until that like final fourth week had ended. I did for the company that I was with, I did their medical records. Um, They just kind of showed me the ropes on how to put records into a patient's chart and how to organize it. Um, I also did a bunch of just like modules just to like kind of better understand like OSHA and HIPAA in the workplace. And I did a kind of like a training. I made like a training PowerPoint for them that they could use for like future employees. Um, But yeah, it was kind of just a lot of like showing me the ropes of like the EMR that they used and how to put in records and organize charts and stuff. Okay. And did you end up getting a job from that internship with the same company or did you go somewhere else or how did that um, transition take place for you? Yeah, I think I got really lucky. I was the only person in um, like my class that got hired from their internship, Um, but it just kind of worked out that the um, someone that was working for them that was doing medical records had just left. And um, they were like, well, you obviously know what you're doing, like you're majoring in it, so we would love to hire you. So yeah, the same place that I interned at hired me on. Okay, and are you still with that company now, doing the same thing? Yes. Okay, so what is the title of your current role, and what are your roles and responsibilities within that role? So my current role is Health Information Management Technician. Um, For the company that I'm with, I do medical records and I'm the only person that does medical records so I kind of have to do a lot to say the least (laughs) um so I do their medical records um release of information I have to call patients sometimes just like verify certain things um I have to do cc notes which is like certain appointments that patients have had or certain notes that doctors do need to go to like the referring physician for a patient or like any other doctor they're seeing so I'll send those out um I have to get images for um treatment planning um I have to do a lot of correspondence with other facilities to get patient charts or just make sure that we all have the same information um yeah a lot of stuff like that (laughs) okay so Let's kind of describe the importance of the people in the healthcare industry that do what you do, because it's more of like the business part of it. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of like behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about the importance of that. And then if you do consider yourself to be a behind the scenes employee. I'm 100% a behind the scenes employee. Um, I think it's funny now that I've graduated and I've been doing this job for, oh my God, almost a year now. Um, I'll tell people, like, they'll be like, oh, did you go to Texas State? Like what did you graduate with? And so I tell them health information management and they immediately just like, whoa, like they think it's some big thing because they have no idea what it is. I'm like, (laughs) 
yeah, it's medical records, pretty much. But, like, at my job, no one else can do what I do, but they also, like, I'm the only person at my job that does medical records, like I said. And I want to say it's not that hard, but it kind of is, because there's just a lot of things you need to be familiar with and aware of that some people aren't, like, things with HIPAA and, like, the privacy rule and the minimum necessary, stuff like that. Um, and medical records, I feel like anything in healthcare, if it's not clinical like if it's a non-clinical job where you're just like in a cubicle or something people automatically just like forget that that's a part of healthcare like the patients have charts because of us and like what we do and organize it um would you consider it more of like the foundation of the clinical aspect of it because they couldn't do their job if the patient's records and charts and stuff weren't complete that you're completing yeah I would say so and like obviously what the doctors and nurses do are really important but if they didn't have like, every time they need something for the patient's chart, they come to me. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really easy for, like, what we do to be overlooked, but it's just as important as what the, as the actual care that the patients are getting from the clinical staff. I agree. So, let's kind of switch the topic and talk about the transition from being a college student to a professional with a full-time job at 23. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, and I, I feel like this situation was a little unique because I almost, like, because it was an internship and because I started working for them um, before I even graduated, like, I was working for them full-time and still doing classes, um, I think I kind of got to, like, ease my way in more than other people do. Like, you do an internship, and if they don't hire you on, then you just have, like, this dry spell of, like, going back to school and maybe doing, like, your part-time job, and then once you graduate, you just kind of get, like, thrown into the deep end of, like, oh, hey, yeah, go find a big girl job now, like, grow Mm -hmm. up, um, so I think I got lucky, but it also was still kind of just a culture shock for me, because it's, okay, well, it's rewarding, like, learning everything you did, now being able to, like, apply it to something, and so you're, like, okay, yeah, this really wasn't for nothing, because when you're in school, you're, like, do I even need this, like, this is so stupid, blah, 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 Um, but it was still, like, a culture shock because you go from, like, your whole identity for 22 years of your life being a student, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're not, and it's like, okay, yeah, now go, like, grow up, and it's different, like, in college you start paying rent, you start paying bills and all this stuff, but I don't think it really, like, hit me until, like, I wasn't doing classes anymore, until I couldn't just, like, oh, like, I don't have, like, I have this time gap, I can just go to the river or something, like, I can't Mm -hmm. do that anymore, I'm at my desk for eight hours a day, so. Do you think the transition was made easier or more difficult being a work-from-home employee? Oh, that's hard. I would say kind of easier because there's kind of, like, some slack almost in being a work-from-home because, like, I can literally roll out of bed at the last second, just sit at my computer Mm-hmm. like right before I need to clock in and it's fine um I don't have to worry about like being presentable um and like even when I have meetings like I don't we don't have to have cameras on so it's just our voices so no one even knows that I look like I literally just rolled out of bed because I did mm-hmm. um but I think it's also hard because there's no like human interaction like because it's just me working from home I'm not, like, in an office building where if I, like, go to get another cup of coffee, like, I can talk to someone. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's how it was at my internship. So I think it was kind of also a unique situation where, like, 
even though I didn't get like completely thrown in the deep end, it was also like I got exposed to it in the actual work environment. But then when I started doing it, it was something completely different Mm -hmm. environment wise. Yeah. So. So for all college students listening that are going to graduate soon and may not have an internship and may not have a job waiting for them, what tips would you give them for like financial I know that your situation was a little bit different after like right after college since you are work from home Mm -hmm. um but do you have any like financial tips or interview tips anything like that that you think is beneficial for listeners okay interview is something I feel like that's like a really crucial part of like graduating and going into the work industry because yes like you do interviews for like your um, part-time jobs in college but this is like an eight-hour job like it full-time and so I feel like the interviews are a lot different and I wouldn't know because they didn't interview me Mm -hmm. like I kind of did a partial interview for my internship just to make sure I was a good fit for like the category of what they were going to have me doing but once I um like, once they picked me for the internship and they wanted to hire me on, I didn't have to do um, another interview. It was just like, yeah, we know who you are. We know what you can do. Like, yeah, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say um, getting – I don't think I took LinkedIn seriously until my second semester of my senior year. Um, and I still, like, I won't add people unless I really know them, which I don't know if that works for everyone. But just trying to, like – look at jobs that are out there, look at people's profiles that are doing what you potentially want to do, look at their history and see what they've done, um, and then make connections with people that you feel like you could get advice from if you're not seeing enough people in a face-to-face, um, like, environment. Um, also, any workshops or, like, kind of, like, job fairs they do at Texas State, I think people should 100% go to them. Because you also just get more exposure to what's out there and you get more experience of, like, talking to people and what kind of questions they're going to ask or, like, what you should know. Um, I will say for interview questions, um, always look up the company's, like, um, mission, value, like, stuff like that before you interview with them. Um, Because you don't want to go into it just, like, yeah, I'm just interviewing with you because I want a job. I actually don't care about your company. Like, you need to do some research on them. That'll also just help you know if you really want to work for them. But also, if you have questions and you bring those up in the interview, then it's going to show them that you actually cared about, like, looking them up and seeing if you'd be interested. So, I definitely agree with that. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I think you gave some really insightful knowledge to our listeners. Thank you so much, Mason, for that awesome interview with Shelby. I'm Eli Garcia. I'm David Withy. I'm Neely Marty Chavez. And I'm Mason McCool. So what'd you guys think? I thought it was a really interesting interview. It was uh, really cool to see how she had transitioned from, you know, going to college to into the workforce. And, you know, the path that she took was a little unconventional. She went from straight internship to uh, just like, you know, Starting a full-time job skipped the whole interview process in general. Yes, it's so right, man. I mean, we've talked about interviewing a lot these last few weeks. I think every single episode we've kind of touched on it, but it's just so interesting to hear. She didn't have to do that. You know, she went in with to an internship and, you know, kind of just walked straight into the job, which I think was really, really cool. There's more than one way to do it. I feel like that would be kind of a scary thing to, like, dive into, not having, like, 
prior experience from like an internship or something trying to like go just into a new job I seems scary yeah and she had mentioned her internship was only a month long so most internships are like a whole summer or a whole semester but she was there from January 1st to February 4th so maybe a month and a week so it was really not long at all she basically learned the ropes and they were like okay here you go she hadn't even even graduated college yet so she's working a full-time job while still going to school. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it wasn't. She had a month-long interview, essentially. Yeah, basically. <laughs> They're like, here, you can work, and then we'll teach you how to do it. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. I wonder how that like affects the uh, success of you know the people working at the company, having that kind of supplementary period of you know you're, you're doing the job, but you're not quite like fully on board yet. I wonder how that you know is it's it results how the results differ from just like a regular interview. Mm-hmm. I also kind of a different thing but I liked the part where she was like you know for 22 years you identify yourself as a student like that's what I am yeah I have a part-time job every once in a while but graduating from college and all of a sudden you're like oh I'm a grown-up oh I have to go get a full-time job but she refers to it a big girl job yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think that's definitely something that's very real because all we've ever been is students mm-hmm. so finding like your new identity is like kind of like a culture shock I feel like nobody really prepares you for that either yeah Kind of like Just a mental thing you have to, to deal with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is no cool. Choice. I mean, if, if you think about it, like if you think about transitioning into the real world, typically it's a harder transition than she had to do. Typically, mm-hmm. you are a student, mm-hmm. then you interview, then you got your real-time job. The internship is that little like onboarding transition process. And what's crazy is that not every internship is built the same. Like you said, this one was a month long. There are summer-long internships. There are six-month-long inter- Like There are yeah. ones that are really really long so it is interesting and what's interesting is she's the only one who got the job you know she had a couple people who were interns like so it's just as interesting to see what a month-long internship with that organization was with that many people and for her to be selected and be the only one doing that job is very telling for for her Mm -hmm. yeah she has to work really hard for that yeah. yeah, story goes differently for a lot of people. Like, for example, I have a brother who applied to probably 150, 200 different jobs after he had graduated from UT with a degree in electrical engineering and ended up not even getting a job in the field uh, that he wanted to go into. So to see that Shelby, you know, didn't didn't even graduate yet and ended up inter- internshipping and getting a full-time job uh, in the field that she wanted, skip the interview process in general, is just kind of remarkable, especially mm-hmm. today. Yeah. yeah, it just shows how many different ways you can transition from being college to working. And what's, I don't mean to segue out of the, what we're talking about here, but what is so wild is thinking about the current economic status, you know, thinking about the fact that you've got tech laying off, but you've got healthcare hiring, retail can't get enough people that they want, hospitality, the same thing. So it is also interesting to think about, like you said, like going into healthcare. They're hiring a lot, but I wonder if it would have been the same if the field was different. Like transitioning is one thing, but transitioning under different economic conditions is is kind of wild for me to think about as well. You know, mm-hmm. like like your brother, what was his, uh, what field was he trying to get into? Electrical engineering. Electrical engineering, yeah. right? Like that's a field that hired heavy during COVID and now they're kind of, it's rebalancing, doing a lot of layoffs, but at the same time, like other fields are hiring. So transitioning, trying to hit that sweet spot of getting into the right industry with the right degree, not knowing what's going to happen. It's, it's a little wild to think about. Yeah, there's a lot of risk too, like, uh, you know, for the field, like the, to extend off the example of electrical engineering, it's like, you want to know, you want to make sure that this person has the skills to pay the bills, you know, you don't yeah. want to take any sort of risk. So it is, it is just kind of like this, 
ambiguous subject of like, well, you know, hiring, firing, it's, you know, it's, it's really just matters down to like, do you, are you qualified? Like, do you have the skills and are we willing to make that risk on hiring you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And not everyone transitions built the same. Like some people, they, you know, they went to a school far from home. They don't want to go back home. Maybe some, some people, you know, they want to go out and immediately transition into full blown adulthood, which is wild. You got to get your finances in order. You got to get your apartment or your home or your this. Or some people need to learn to cook for the first time. Some people need, you know what I mean? There's so much that goes into that transition. So it's just wild. Like the job, that stuff is all additional. Like the job piece is so big because all of that relies on getting that job that has the skills to pay the bills and all that stuff. It's super duper wild to think about for me. Yeah, I also feel like the financial aspect of it is pretty crazy because yeah, like how she talked about, like you learn to like pay your rent and pay your bills and like you like learn to budget for that with the small amount of money that you get from your part-time job. But then you get a full-time job, like, oh my gosh, I have so much money. And you're like, oh, like now I have to pay my phone bill and my car insurance and my car note and all this other stuff. So it, that aspect of it almost never goes away and never will go away. No. So like learning how to do that perfectly to match your needs is like so important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm a bit, one of the biggest things I learned in becoming a, you know, I've had a full-time job for a while, you know, come, gosh, 15 years, something, something like that. But one thing I learned is the power of direct deposit. I know we're segueing out, but transitioning the power of understanding that your rent or your mortgage or whatever your housing bill is going to cost is not going to change. You're going to pay that every single month. Your cell phone, like those things that are locked in on a monthly basis, when you get your real-time job, I'm the biggest proponent of taking that exact amount of money that is your rent or mortgage, pulling it direct deposit from your paycheck, putting it into an account that you will not look at because that is where your rent and your mortgage is and it automatically goes. One of the biggest issues I have with transitioning into the real world was I got this big set of money when it came to that first paycheck and was like, oh man, I have money to spend, right? And then you spend your money and you out and you have a good time, you do this, you do that, whatever. Then that rent comes and you're like, oh man, let me now yeah. dollar dollar menu it for a little while. Let me scrounge yeah. some change yeah. out of my car. Where in reality, I would have loved it if that if I would have known to pull that money out and look at my paycheck in reality. This is the actual amount of money I can mess around with, and not my rent money or not my other money. That would have been helpful in the transition for me. Yeah, budget. Gosh, so important. Yeah, I feel like budgeting is probably going to be a, a tough reality for a lot of college students to. Uh, to come to terms with because currently I'm making, you know, like $400 every two weeks. That's really nothing. Like I, I don't have very much to left over, but any transition to a full-time job and it's like, Oh, that, that number significantly jumps. Am I going to be ready for that? You know, yeah. like I feel like a lot of college students, I'm, I don't uh, think Shelby ever mentioned it, but I wonder what that was like for her, you know, transitioning from, you know, going to college and really budgeting to full-time job. It's, it's definitely a glass of cold water. Yeah. So we know that like her situation was unique. And to add to that, after um, she graduated and her lease was up, she actually moved home for about six months. So mm-hmm. she had her take on it was, I'm going to go home for six months, save money. I'm not going to be spending anything. She's not in San Marcos anymore. So she's not going out and all of that kind of stuff. But then she was like, hmm, I'm not doing like mentally great here. Yeah, I have a lot of money, but my mindset is like not great. I'm literally just working all day. So now she's back. So she came back to San Marcos, but she's still like after having that six months to like learn like, hey, I don't need to spend money every single day. I can budget this. I can save. It kind of helped her to transition to still going back to San Marcos. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's huge. I mean, gosh, you know, my mental health, I think it's, uh, even though it's, it's talked about so much, I still think it's understated. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so vitally important to be mentally healthy and just, you know, have that peace of mind. One of the things for me was building healthy habits. You know, when you still, when you get out of the routine of, you know, of the schooling and this and that, like, one of the things I'm proudest about would be getting into cooking. Mm -hmm. Because when you get into cooking, I know this is going to segue way out of what we were talking about, but this is still part of the transition. Getting into cooking so that you budget properly, because it's going to be a whole lot less expensive than going out and eating. Learning a skill like cooking, being able to, like, you know, socialize around it. You know, that I think that that's one skill that if I could build a blueprint of transitioning properly, along with budgeting, the importance of budgeting would be cooking, you know, eating right, eating healthy, um, you know, healthy body, healthy mind type of thing. I think that's, you know, vitally important for the transition too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that work-life balance too. This, this kind of bounces off what you were saying, but yeah, just having like a healthy balance of, you know, she had moved home for six months. She didn't have anything to do. All she was doing was saving money and ended up being miserable. It's a different side of the same coin where if you're living in San Marcos and all you're doing is blowing all of your money, you know, you're going out every single night, you're going to be miserable in a different way. Yeah. So finding yeah. like, finding that balance. Happy medium. Uh, yeah, the happy <laughs> medium of I have a big girl job now and I have money to spend, but I also need to save. And, you know, I shouldn't be punishing myself by never treating myself to anything. It's yeah, like yeah. the big transition of finding your equilibrium, finding that, you know, that virtuous balance of, of spending, saving, having fun, working. It's it's all a lot to learn and take in at once. I feel like you also have to like find a time to set aside for like things that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So like, you're not like just like, oh, work, go back yeah. home, work, go back home. Yeah. The same cycle every day. Like you shouldn't be living to work. You need to yeah. work to oh, live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for tuning in to Cash Radio on 89.9, the other side of radio.